Alright all you movie junkies, it is time for the SLS Cast, with your hosts Matt and Tim. And welcome one and all to episode 106 of the SLS Cast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Joliet episode. Hey, hey. The SLS cast. What? Yes, what? One, what? one second what? here. It's not only yeah. the SLS cast show, it's also we are not here to please you. The show that brings you fact-like information every Monday. Well, hang on, hang on. I have a fact-like information if you will just let me get to it. Well, that's, that's it here right here. Okay, all right. See, the Joliet, all right, it, what, what I mean by that is it turns out that the maximum number of characters uh, and, and file names can have in Joliet is 106. It's an extension to the ISO 9660 file system. Well, and you see right there, there's the problem. We say fact-like information. That is a oh. fact. You know? Well, I may have fucked up the fact, if that's any... Well, I rather hope so, because, you know, you can't start bringing actual facts up on this show. Like, people might expect it that we get shit right. Oh, oh, well, God forbid we should get shit right. That's probably not good. Absolutely. Um, or oh, what, what are you guys saying to that? That's why we have no expectations when we do the SLS cast. <laughs> we don't expect anything, and that's why we don't go far. <laughs> at all and this is tim the other sls cast dude <laughs> host like he's a host like he's kind of like a host <laughs> so he's a bit like me also the the other most not not pleasing which is good person. because i'm pretty sure that i matt haven't said my name yet until just then so that that's good we're only <laughs> two and a half minutes in yeah, and it's like um, that I'm Raphael, I think. Uh, we forgot to mention, too. Yeah. Can you see how well-rehearsed and scripted this crossover is so far? This is, you know... I and mean, yet it's still a better crossover than the Simpsons Family Guy crossover. Oh, that, oh don't even start. That one was horrible. <laughs> horrible. But the Futurama Simpson one was good. That was pretty funny. I, I have to admit. I But then again, I do prefer Futurama over Family uh, Guy. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I have one of these guys next to me sitting all the time. He said Family Guy, not Simpsons. Although oh, I prefer right. Futurama over Simpsons as well. Uh, you see my brain already here to Futurama because I'm so used for my co-host-like person. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't put down I, I the voices no of reason. I, I, I can don't relate. watch any of these shows anymore. So, Oh, you don't watch TV shows anymore? No, I don't watch any of these shows anymore. Um no. Because well, you're, I mean, let's you're see, a terrorist? I, I, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think after the second or third Futurama ending, series ending, I was like, I, I, I just, I can't keep going through this emotional pull. So I just, when they brought it back, like the seventh or eighth time that they brought it back, I, I haven't watched it since. So I'm not sure which. Well, it's already series. ended again. See? So, you know, we'll see if they can resurrect it one more time. Sweet zombie Jesus. Yeah, they That's already ended what I'm it. Looking forward. To. Sweet, oh, sweet zombie Jesus. Yeah, it's basically like that. The, show, the whole show apparently keeps keeps dying and coming back. Well, and speaking of zombie Jesus, have you guys over there seen uh, Iron Sky? Uh, it's made here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> 
so I mean, have you guys seen? Perhaps it? maybe they've heard of it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. got some vaguely yeah, somewhere yeah, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I'm not uh, sure. Well, they have a. They're making a sequel of it, and in addition to Adolf Hitler and um, a dinosaur riding a T Rex, there's a zombie Jesus yeah. on the cross. Yes. Ah, oh, yeah, and he rips that fucker apart. The cross. Now, I mean, he does. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Mm. Quite. I have to say, like, the first one was kind of entertaining. It looked beautiful. It was fun, technically, but they tried too hard in the joke department. It sure, yeah, and forced. I think... Yeah, and I think that was kind of our uh, our review as a whole. It was just, you know, interesting premise, but, you know, try, try re- reach the, too much. The part much. where the, the lady who's in charge of the newspaper, whatever... Uh, basically does the complete parody of the spiel from downfall mm. was was priceless that was definitely my favorite part of that whole entire movie yeah i did not see that coming oh, <sighs> oh. hey it's lame joke day here on the <laughs> sls cast we are not here to please you crossover <sighs> yeah <sighs> indeed <laughs> good, good. Let the awkwardness flow through you. <laughs> awkwardness oh, is strong Jesus. in this one. I'm telling you. So who's all naked right now? Just boxers and a t-shirt for me. Well, oh, okay. I'm sitting on Sunday. Sunday. I try to I try to class it up on Sundays. <laughs> give give us a minute and we join you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be not the only pantsless episode we ever did. Outstanding. Well, I mean, you know, you guys will get the beer flowing, and and then it'll be. Uh, I'm sure it'll be. It'll feel much more natural for you then. Yeah. Yeah, that's a finished thing. Like, if you with somebody friends and you go drinking, you're gonna see them eventually naked. I think that's I'm glad right that's not an American thing, and not just because I'm fat, and I don't think anybody wants to see that. <laughs> I'm just in general glad that that's not an American thing. Okay, I maybe need to add that. There are usually saunas involved in that party, so... (laughs) So people... Okay, people get maybe topless for no reason, but completely undressed only for the sauna part of the party. Typically. Ah, I see. So, uh, step one, build sauna. Step two, find hot people, preferably women. Well, I guess hot guys, too, because the women have to see the hot guys so that they'll be naked and then profit. Is Is that how that works? Maybe. I haven't okay. tried that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, G-Money. So. G-Money? Yeah. What does that it was, mean? It was, my, it was my attempt at PG language. And, you know. Who the fuck would do that? Yeah. I don't know, god damn it. Don't fucking cuss. People hate that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so here we are uh, uh, on the 14th of December. This is kind of like the last day of the year, the last working day of the year for Tim and I. Uh, and you know what? What? So, what have you guys been up to? Nothing. It's winter. You do nothing. Literally nothing. What's the uh, What's the temperature like over there? Actually, it's right now rather warm. It's kind of around around zero degrees. So Celsius. Yeah. Right, that's, yeah. that's a whopping 32 degrees Fahrenheit for you people here in the States. Well, that's fucking warm, actually, for that time <laughs> of the year. 
No, but actually, like, you don't have much energy because it's basically just dark the whole it, day. Yeah, it is dark. Most of the time you wake up, it's kind of dark. Then it's you get light for, I don't know, four hours, five hours max, and then it's black again. And since it's not freezing right now, we don't even have any snow. So the ground is kind of black and everything as well. So, yeah. Well, I managed it to go in the bathroom to take care of my business. It was still what you would call in quote sunlight. Mm-hmm. Come back out after like ten minutes, and it was <laughs> pitch black dark outside. <laughs> like how long has I, have I been in here? For da- damn it! Might have been a slight exaggeration right there, but that but was the most it, powerful it, shit taken. It <laughs> fact like information. like information. what can I say? Polish food. Uh, hey, we're covering a Polish movie this week. Oh, great. I just, you know, I was just trying to relate. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, fun fact, I'm actually from Polish descent. Wow. Me too. Oh, okay. Well, it's small. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell you anything about it, but hey, I, I was too. Neither can I, so. <laughs> well, I'm just a mutt. <laughs> I've, I've got German, uh, English, Irish, Native American, and whatever other so crap. Ba- apparently, apparently orgies somehow run. I was just going to say family your family's been rather busy. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Tell, you can tell maybe which route they took to get to America. You know, <laughs> it's like all, all kinds of. They took the Caligula route. They had yeah. some kind of <laughs> the, the orgy factor going on or something. Uh, I do know that... Oh, that would be a TV my... show I would watch. <laughs> the orgy the factor? Route? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I, I do know that through my, uh, through my dad's mom, that <clears throat> lineage, I actually am uh, titled gentry. I can be qualified as titled gentry in England. I would be uh, referred to as Lord Quinton. Um, I actually wanted to pursue that at one time because I thought it would just be cool. Just, to, you know, as a conversation piece, you know, hand out a business card. Lord Quinton, seriously? Yes, actually, seriously. And, uh, That's how I and would it turns start out, a conversation. Just exactly, a sentence, but it, every sentence, in fact. <laughs> and it turns out that as an American, you cannot accept a title from another country. So I wouldn't even be able to do it, even if I had wanted to. I was shut down real fast. Unfortunately, that sounds very American. Yeah. Land of, <laughs> land of freedom, my ass, in that point. I'm telling you, uh, I, just, I just wanted to be Lord Quentin just for a day. Yeah, just like... A small dream. A little boy that wanted to be a lord. <laughs> Ooh, that, that's a movie in there. But it would be One man's cool. quest could... become lord. Yes. Well, well, now we need like we need some kind of like powerful movie score. You know, da, 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 da. he just wanted to be a lord. Please, sir, may I be a lord? It's all right, now, see, this is why we need a fucking mixer, Tim. We've got to <laughs> rectify this situation. Mm. Yes, Mr. Producer, we must. Hey, I'm, I'm busy with my, you know, new dual monitor setups. I don't have money for that right now. Oh, God. Mr. James Bond over there. Mr. Q Branch. With your Damn own. Skippy. 
What Double. can I say? It was a combination. There, there, it was just a combination of things. The Cowboys have been doing pretty well this year, and the Texans not so much. And I, there was just a deal. That is an, another Amer- very American thing to say. What? My football team was doing so well, so I went out and bought a TV. Well, I, I'm you know you never know who's listening in this yeah. world of Edward Snowden. So that's really about all I can say as to why I have this stuff in my house. <laughs> you know, because you're not allowed to uh, bet except in Vegas and Atlantic City. There's no there's no gambling anywhere else. Or the casinos on Indian reservations and stuff like that. Even worse, no, no legal hookers. Uh, except in Nevada. The, the 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 county outside of uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, prostitution is legal. Hey, don't forget, as long as you film it, it's not illegal. <laughs> it's another t-shirt right there. <laughs> yeah. Except if you're a cop. Apparently filming a cop can be touchy. So are the cops in, in Hawaii. America. America. Anyhow. So if you film a cop, well, I mean, I mean, oh, in general, like not necessarily. Oh, let's film a cop doing sexy things on the job. Oh, what's 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 there not like um, in one school or somewhere like a cop that kind of filmed himself over his laptop while while beating the snake, and that video got somehow out there, and then he got fired. Damn it! I saw that like three four weeks ago. Well, what the hell? You can't remember something vague from three or four weeks ago? What's the matter with you? (laughs) (laughs) I can barely remember what happened yesterday. Uh, Yeah, I hear you there. If I can can remember stuff from from like three or four minutes ago, I'm happy. We're basically like goldfish. Who are you, by the way? What? Who's talking? Can we put you in a curved bowl? Well, as long as it's filled with beer. <laughs> what kind of beer are you, fish, you right? two lads, drinking? Well, this fine evening is Saku. Oh. Yeah, that's uh, this is actually uh, an Estonian lager. Sorry, did you say suck you? What? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could read it that way if you uh, want to. It's S-A-K-U, so... Depends on how you stress it, I guess. Sock it to me. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, well, I am drinking water because what? Who I, said that? I I hit the what? Huh? Who said that? No. Water. Water. It's like, are you taking a I shower? Or? Well, it, the reason is because it was a friend of mine's birthday last night. And Tim, you know how you have gotten to you and Chelsea got to finally partake of the two hundred dollar bottle whiskey. Ooh. Yes, there's probably about twenty dollars left of that bottle in there. Is that a lot, or is that not it's not well, too much? I mean, it's, it it used to be two hundred dollars because there was two hundred dollars worth of whiskey in there, and now there's only about twenty dollars worth of whiskey in there. Oh, so like three sips? Yeah, if you're yeah, good. sure. No, we we yeah there was there was there was much <laughs> drinking last night and much there was beer along with the whiskey and yeah so I'm nursing a hangover. And why would you bit. do that with water? Yeah, in front of me I have. How's that gonna help? 
Yeah, see, I can. I think I can updo uh, Matt in this department. I have a mug of water in front of me, just for you know, l- lubricating the cockles of my of my mouth. Um, but he then I have a, I th- yeah. Then I have uh, a Jack Dan- a bottle of Jack Daniels right to one side, as well as a vaporizer to my left. That's what as I well call multitasking. As these little fine little candies. That's what I what What's I that? call multitasking. Yeah, it's it's the ultimate multitasking. A little bit of drink, a little bit of smoke, and you're destined to have a very interesting uh, you podcast. You know, they need to make that into a oh, hat. Yeah, you the know beer how they got hat. those beer yeah. can hats, right? They, they need to do that now so that you could fit a bottle of Jack in one side and a vaporizer in the other. By the way, guess and, now you know, who of the them both is in California and who is in Texas? <laughs> I don't know. Right now. Couldn't you? That sounds like so we, we much work. Couldn't you to, just uh, somehow combine all of that and I don't know, inject it? Well, that's kind of the fun thing because the the coolest thing is hash oil for the wonders of the pot world. Now it's a unfortunately a felony to get caught making it, but once it's made, it's amazing. But I don't know that and, because I'm in it's Texas. No more, mo- no longer a problem once it's done. So it's illegal no, to because, make it, but not um, be in possession of it. Correct. It's a felony to make it, but once it's yeah, it, it's the same possession uh, charge as if it was regular marijuana. Interesting. Sounds logical. Yeah, yeah like like most things out <laughs> here, you can ingest it. But yeah, you can't that make was it. the same right. law. It's it's really the yeah, same law really in Germany dumb. too. But it, you can uh, consume it, but the possession and buying of it is illegal. But the consumption is not illegal. It sounds like <laughs> prohibition. <laughs> uh, well, now that we're all comfortable and somewhat high and mostly drunk and definitely hungover. <laughs> Uh, do 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 we do we want to uh, to actually present fact like information? Well, I guess we could give it a try if we if if we okay. Must. Well, then I think. R two. Yes, Tim, are you ready, sir? <laughs> I am most definitely ready. All right. Well, then let's get to it, folks. Here we go. It is the news. Yes, the news. You have any fun sound bites for that one? Well, actually, I noticed that a bunch of my sound bites are screwing around because I haven't tested all of them. Like, I tried in between to drop a bunch and somewhat isn't correct running. So, sadly, no. Ah, well, that's. Hey, for the irony, okay. well, for the, irony first things... the set trombone sound doesn't work because I would have dropped it right now. <laughs> uh, Boy, that one that's works. awesome. Good. I'm just trying things out as we go here. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, take your time. So who, who wants to start with some facts? Well, I, uh, here's a little tiny itty-bitty fact. Uh, we we actually here at the SLS cast we got a new follower on Twitter, um, and I'm discovering that Twitter has a lot of interesting names. Um, the the person who followed us is Buddha Teachings. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And with the actual handle of at AO underscore Buddha. Is so there I'm a picture sure of the person? Do they look do they look Buddha esque? I'm not sure. I just look at the email. The email came in and that I didn't even click on it. Email the coming. There's no picture. Here. I guess somebody has commitment issues. I looked at it, didn't click it. Hmm. Okay, here we go. Uh, I, now, now I've clicked it and enabled the pictures on it, and it's just a picture of Buddha. It says here, the secret of health for both mind and body is not to mourn for the past, nor to worry about the future, but to live the present moment wisely and earnestly. That's what I've been doing for the past 30 years. And that's basically why I don't get anything done ever. <laughs> well, you can do it today, tomorrow. Yeah. And and yes. and why well, worry about it today? Yeah. I and, can and worry about the it sad tomorrow. Trombone sound now. The same thing again tomorrow. Whatever. Yeah. yeah okay. We cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say that that would have been a perfect opportunity. For yeah, the I know trombone. it's fucking broken. But does this now mean that I am <clears throat> apparently a Buddhist? <laughs> I never knew that. I, I guess so. <laughs> we like to convert people here on the SLS cast. because way. of you guys and because of this person, I've found my, I don't know, place in life. And and who says these shows aren't important, right? I mean, like Enlightenment what just on air. That trombone thing is well, really broken. Damn it! I tried. I I stayed tried it in the whole time to fix it in the background. But yeah, uh, it's your okay. damn fault. Well, you you know kind what? of put go it in my brain here. that I need to fix that one. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and go first. This is from uh, paleofuture.gizmodo.com. Harrison Ford says Blade Runner 2 script is best thing he's ever read. This is courtesy of Matt Novak. Get excited! Do it now! Director Ridley Scott recently told MTV that Harrison Ford absolutely loves the script from the upcoming Blade Runner sequel. So much so that Ford apparently called it the best thing he's ever read. Quote, I sent him the script and he said, wow, this is the best thing I've ever read. Okay, how often is that sentence going to be used in that article? (laughs) <laughs> uh, probably at least one more time <clears throat> I've ever read so it's very relevant to what happened in the first one I'm not just doing a sequel with lots of action and see how far we can go with special effects because you can't really end quote so um, yeah kind of interesting there apparently in case you haven't figured it out yet Harrison Ford thinks that this is the best thing he's ever um, read can you clarify did he like it <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. It does, however, say that it's the best okay. Thing but how ever did they understood him? Because he mumbles quite a bit these days. <laughs> no, but I. <laughs> I think it. I think it's something along the lines of he, it's the best thing he's ever read. Well, maybe he doesn't read a lot. No, but I personally <laughs> look forward to that movie. It's just an actor because right? I love Blade Runner one, and I would like to see where they take it. Well, my only concern is, and, and 
I'm not so concerned in the Star Wars aspect of it, um, just based on what we've seen thus far. It still could completely go to shit. We won't know until next December, but, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. My problem is is that when you have such a long period of time between these movies, I'm just worried that we're going to get another Crystal Skull. Yeah, but um, there was the, the, the franchise was already made in the first place. But you know how, like, when you build something up in your mind and you've had, I don't know, the better part of 30 fucking years to continue to build it up in your mind? Is it not just wiser to leave it in your imagination as a wonderful what could be instead of a, oh my god, what the fuck did you do? It's a kind of really fine line. There's always a part that wants that to just savor the moment. But there's always going to be a part of like, let's please make it beautiful and make it happen. Or what do you think, Arthur? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, Jesus Christ. Tim, come on, bring bring us a little bit of... Hey, you fixed it. Yay. Well, you know what? This is this is from Ridley Scott, the guy who brought us Prometheus. And I don't know about you guys, but uh, Matt and I really like Prometheus, and I think it was that movie even worried some people because it was the you know it was it was the prequel to Alien, and that's another you know franchise that has been kind of uh, rebooted and shat on once or twice before. Well, I actually and, like all um, of them. In the movie, I, turned out I to be pretty good. I'm not a hate of any of them, to be honest, for some reason. I like them for each thing what they are. Sure. Yeah, I, I can... Even with uh, David Fincher's Alien 3, though it's uh, probably the least favorite of, of all of them on, on my end, but there's still some... You know, the, the movie was... Good and you know, looking at it, you know, on its yeah. own, it was still a pretty good movie. Um, but a lot of people can't look past that. They look at these movies as a whole. You know, same with the Batman movies, and same with any other you know movie trilogy. And um, I think with Blade Runner, if it's a continuation of the story, you can also compare this to the movie Chinatown uh, with Jack Nicholson, Roman Polanski's uh, one of his first movies in America. And in the late '80s, Jack Nicholson. Wrote or uh, co-wrote and directed a sequel to Chinatown called The Two Jakes. It's another noir, another modern noir, but it's it's different in tone, in pacing, in style to Chinatown. And that movie got a lot of uh, flack because it was completely different from Chinatown. And you know, and I think with with Blade Runner, he it was it's nice to hear Ridley Scott saying. Hey, it's gonna be it's gonna be the same tone. It's gonna be the same style. You can expect the look of Blade Runner 2 to look a lot like the first Blade Runner. So, you know, I, I don't know. I think that's a little bit of comforting comfort. Comforting comfort. Uh, Somebody's just a regular wordsmith tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I fail. Is that because of the left side of you, Tim, or the right side of you? <laughs> no, but I have to say, like, maybe it, it yeah. would be good if they kind of take it somewhat in the continuation, but without Harrison Ford. Right, which is probably ultimately what they're going to end up doing with Indiana Jones, because they are planning on bringing Indiana Jones back as well. And, 
Yeah, I guess it just depends also if they continue making more Blade Runner movies no, after Blade not. Runner 2. No, like one to round it up maximum. Yeah, yeah that's how well, I feel. Also, like sure. in, in this kind of topic, like, well, a uh, series that keeps on going is Bond. James Bond. Why, why, why do I feel the need to say it that way always? It's kind of like, come on, we all grow up just as like, my name is Bond. James Bond. Did you ever wonder if James was actually his middle name? <laughs> so if, if his name was Bond, James Bond? <laughs> okay. Exactly. So, so basically, without the middle name, hello, I'm Bond Bond. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, no, but, awesome. uh, well, we all know by now that Christoph Waltz is confirmed as the villain. Christoph Waltz? Who's that? Well, from no, from I got, little movies like Inglorious um, Bastards. The guy from Sherlock. The guy from Sherlock was the bad guy. Nah, actually, the yeah, yeah, no, Moriarty. but he got now really confirmed Sherlock. as like to be the villain, like uh, the dude that was in Inglorious Bastards and in uh, Django Unchained. Yep, there there are definitely well, multiple bad Spectre guys thing. in this movie. Okay, well, there we go. So we have multiple yeah. bad guys then. Awesome. That's and the best better. thing why I'm looking forward to him uh, playing a villainous role is I remember the first time I saw Christoph Waltz was in a little show called in German uh, Kommissar Rex. What I think the English title was Rex, a cop's best friend. So it was a dog that was a, poli uh, well, a police dog. And in that episode, Christoph Waltz played um, a puppet maker. And he was a killer. And he was creepy as hell. I mean, seriously creepy. So that makes me want to see him in a villainous role so badly. Right on. Then he's also really good at playing a villain and... Also, I heard that he might be playing Yeah, that's kind of like the, uh, the... That's the rumor. But on the other hand, isn't he a bit too short for Blowfield? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that could just be a part of the well, update. Well, we don't have now. to see. As long as he can say... Well, I don't know. I mean, they could just bring uh, Peter Jackson on. I mean, he's good at filming people at different perspectives. <laughs> right? Yeah. Gandalf's like taller than everybody else. Well, but also we don't know if they can make Blowfield happen because you know, like the whole time they bitching around the budget, and who knows if they can afford the cat. Well, Blowfield had famously the cat on his true lap and stroking it, so who knows if they can yeah. afford the cat? No, Mister Bond, I want you to die. As he gently strokes his pussy, I can't. Matt, that was too much. That was way too far. You you took the show to a very dirty okay, level. Okay, Tim, God say that a bit more Bane-like. Because it was very close to Bane, <laughs> so I want a hybrid. <laughs> I don't have a cup nearby. Let the games begin! There you go. <laughs> have a cup. Uh, i drinking water. So it's four guys, no cup. <laughs> oh man, that Pretty sounds good. like a messy good time. Yeah, and, and a sauna apparently. 
<laughs> Forgot the sauna. Well, That's right. At least it's Poor warm. Guys, no and cup in a sauna. <laughs> and on that silence. <laughs> you know where else it's warm and sweaty? On Sex Mountain. An armpit? What? Oh. Didn't hear about se Sex Hound? Oh, Sex Mountain. I, I just heard, no. heard of it. No. Sounds like a South Park episode. <laughs> Actually, but. yes. Do enlighten us, good <laughs> sir. So there's in Indonesia a mountain, what is kind of nickname called Sex Mountain, because it attracts thousands of Muslim pilgrims. And we all know, like, well, Muslims are, well, pretty much well known for, like, in experimental sexual practices. Anyway, um, so it's like uh, somebody formed like kind of a sub part of that religion and said like, well, if you come to that mountain and have orgies, it's going to bring you wealth and health. So like multiple times a year, like thousands literally pilgered to there. And well, what a big surprise. More guys wander to there than women. So there are lots of prostitutes up there. Oh man, and I was just about to convert <laughs> to being a Muslim. I'm rethinking my Buddhism right now. <laughs> well, if I haven't told you yet, the on-call doctor on that sex mountain says... There's an on-call yes, doctor? Yes, there's an on-call doctor. <laughs> ah, it just keeps getting better. Apparently, like, there's lots of STDs and HIV to go around for everyone. Oh, really? Mm. What a surprise. Man. I wonder what the doctor's <laughs> name is. Dr. Cheeks. By the way, who's yeah. the dude that kind of founds that kind of sub-belief system of it? You know what? Orgies, totally gonna make you healthy and, you know, enlightenment and all that. You know, what do you like? You like money? Yeah, that's totally, it brings you money. Well, I imagine it could because everybody generally has to take their clothes off before, and so you can just pilfer everybody's pockets while they're all fucking in a little, you know, pile, and there's your money. The orgy. So you, you money. would actually go through the clothing and not partake in the fucking. I was just trying to make your statement about orgies <laughs> giving you money work. But, you Why know. not do both? While you fuck, you have most likely stay one hand free. <laughs> I don't know. If you're in a pile of that many naked bodies, do you ever really have a hand free? In the best case of scenario, no. <laughs> uh, brings a whole new meaning to the term crossing swords. <laughs> hey, all right. So, <clears throat> who else has something interesting to talk about? Well, I think I where should do we shut go up. From, where do we go from here? I should shut up. I already, I think I fucked up shit enough from here. So, Arthur, take... <laughs> The sword. Wait, which, which sword? <laughs> do you see we should? Do you say that we should enable video chat? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do not, do not cross swords. Uh. Um, what do we have here? Hundred, hundreds of people protesting porn. Filming limitations in London by face, face sitting. 
Well, that didn't get any cleaner from oh your side. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd just go with it. <laughs> Since we went there already and one... Ah. Well, people are going to get eventually it's... outraged if you outlaw things like fisting, pissing, and what else? Face sitting, yeah. I think that's why it's called that way. Yeah, and and this was... Well, yeah. The Great Britain tries to limit what you can film in Britain basically so you can't make pornography including these acts I, I can tell you right now Wales is about to get a <laughs> lot more popular uh. <clears throat> but yeah so there was a great demonstration where they had Lots and lots of face sitting to protest. You know, this I whole did thing. see some. I did see some rather colorful uh, pictures yeah. from that. And do do they have a Twitter <laughs> account? I'm not sure, but I need I don't to, know. Is that still legal? To find out. Can they <laughs> can they twit? Can they twit each other? In, I think in, it's in about there? to get outlawed. The great face sit of. But seriously, like, I mean, they yeah. didn't even distinguish between if it's consensual or not. It's just like nope. It's like, I don't see the point behind that. Oh, yeah. Well, they Consensual didn't say you couldn't facing? watch it, and they didn't say you couldn't do it. They just said you couldn't film it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. well, and sadly enough, you know, there's no other porn out there as your regional porn. <laughs> Not. <laughs> <laughs> At least I hear that there's yeah. some porn on the internet. I don't know. I don't have experience with this kinds of filth. <laughs> this is something that you've yeah, never seen. Yeah, because you still go to the you still mm -hmm. go to the DVD store like you were talking about last oh, week. Right. I mean, who, who <laughs> needs to go to the internet? You guys have you guys have a, a porn DVD store with a candy section. No, not How in Finland. You, There's you know, no porn in in no. So in Finland you get candy. In Germany you get porn. We used to have the oh, porn section, okay. but it gotcha. somehow disappeared lately. Yeah, so you're gonna have to see what you want: diabetes or getting <laughs> it was a off. Sunday. <laughs> hey, why can't you get off while having diabetes? I don't understand. It's gonna be hard Maybe once they're gonna have to take off, you know, an arm and stuff. You know, you, at some point you're gonna run out of limbs. <laughs> Wait a minute! I thought they started yeah. with the feet. Wait, what? What? You lose your hands first? That's it. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, no more diabetes for I me. I'm gonna That's stop it. diabetes today. <laughs> oh man maybe that's what we should use to cure juvenile diabetes <laughs> do you want these teenage boys to not have arms to jack off with are you serious is that I well mean, at that age they are safe flexible so <laughs> I, I didn't say it you fought it <laughs> hmm. uh, maybe that's how you get face sitting past then I mean, they, these poor kids don't have arms. <laughs> they have to do something. Oh, do I hear a SLS cast? We are not here to please you. Uh, run for face sitting. <laughs> face sit for a cure. <laughs> face sit for diabetes. Who's, who says we're not charitable? Maybe we could God get a Kickstarter going. <laughs> oh, it is the season of giving, you know. And receiving. <laughs> Let's not forget about that. And giving. Mm. And receiving. Damn it, friends. 
and smelly <laughs> upper lips, apparently. Uh, wow. Well, and speaking of face sitting, of I have something this. about religion. Okay, yes, go on. Yes. Shut up, Raphael. <laughs> uh, from the rap.com, an article entitled Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas Sinks to Worst IMDb Rating Insights History. <laughs> and so, Saving Christmas and Kurt Cameron are two. Uh, He's a very religious guy. After growing pains, he became growing pain in a r- religious staple on. Can you? What, what's shut that? The no, fuck up. Sorry, I couldn't. I... I'm gonna just turn <laughs> his know. mic down. He he is becoming a growing pain. <laughs> and so, Saving Christmas came out, and it's all about him. Or it's marketed that he is trying to put Christ back into Christmas. However, a lot of people, as actually most of us didn't really, you know, get into the spirit of things as which he was, you know, expecting the majority to do. Um, this is a, a, an article, Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas, Things to Worst, IMDb Rating Insights History from the rap.com, written by Ryan O'Connell, and it says this. The faced, the faced, the faith-based <laughs> film received a 1.3 rating, making it number one on the bottom of Water. 100 list. The users of IMDb.com have deemed Kirk Cameron's new Christmas movie Ho Ho Horrible, <laughs> scoring it in an absolutely low 1.3, a number so small enough to learn the, to earn the film the number one spot on the site's bottom okay, this 100 topic, list. Sorry, As this topic preview- couldn't have come up to a better time after all the dirty talk. Just all, all the buzzwords. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And as the rap uh, previously reported, Saving Christmas received overwhelmingly negative reviews from critics. The film has a current score of 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, but despite all of the thumbs down for Cameron's flick, it did average a 2486 per screen or dollar per screen take on opening weekend last month. Uh, and to piggyback onto, uh, or on that article, I guess, um, is from the fantastic website entitled ChristianPost.com, uh, no, it's not a fantastic site. In, in fact, it bombards you I was just about to say, it. that was not a fantastic website. I heard you bitching. <laughs> I was. It's annoying. You put it on, you, yeah, you go to the website and all it is are ads, are, are Christian-based like Christian ads. Mingle? And it gets really you annoying. Know, like... it, you know, it very well could be like Christian Mingle. Uh, but no, it's the Christian Post, and on here they're talking about how Kirk Cameron is uh, upset about the rating his film received, and this is an article entitled, Kirk Cameron Urges Fans to Improve Saving Christmas Rating. Help me storm the gates of I heard Rotten about Tomatoes, that one too. said Kirk Cameron. I hear that about, that was all over the media, that he basically lobbied for people to go on that page to get the score up. Yeah, exactly, and, uh, and he, this is what he pretty much said. Uh, he said, that, like, help me storm the gates of Rotten Tomatoes, um, he wanted it to have a fresh rating, not a rotten rating, because this is a Christian movie. Um, quote, all of you who love Saving Christmas, go rate it at Rotten Tomatoes right now and send the message to all the critics that we decide what movies we want our families to see. If 2,000 of you out of almost 2 million on this page take a minute to rate Saving Christmas, it will give the film a huge boost and more will see it as the result. Thank you for all your help and support in putting the joy of Christ back in Christmas and also money back into his pocket. So, Well, <clears throat> it clearly worked because as of right now, 
there have been 19,837 user ratings, and it's it's what not zero it? anymore. The audience score is a whole and 32%. You know what? Wouldn't you, like, I think Adam Carolla said it the best. I think it's way harder to get a movie at 100% or 0% as on, like, 20, 15, 25 I think it makes a way better sta statement to be on zero because then somebody goes like, oh, it has to be so bad, I'm going to see it. If you see a movie like in the 30s, are you really going to go like, eh, yeah, going to see it? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, again, that's Adam really Corona did it. I can't it's take credit. With, with, with movie 43. I might have to watch this movie now, especially since the still, they have a still image from the trailer and it's just... Kurt Cameron with this really creepy smile on his face. Like maybe we could maybe we could like do it with like horror music playing in the background yeah, or something. Yeah. What uh, what from the mm. previous ratings to judge it's going to be horrible anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. You know, let's see. So everybody's had a go around at some at some movie news, yep. right? We are basically the the well the mountain. Yeah, like, Everybody got the turn. Nope. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't even need to see the doctor. That's great. Okay. Don't do that. When I just took the zip of my beer, I might spit into my microphone. That's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, it might be a good uh, idea to, to right, see your cool. doctor. Maybe you know next week. Anyway. Just to be sure. Yeah, after you listen to that, you might want to go and, like, you know, check your ears out and... Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, oh, definitely. They're, they're yeah. probably not clean anymore, for sure. Um, <clears throat> all right, well, then maybe we should just go ahead and move on to the wonderful and ever-festive Christmas version of the Copycat Throwdown. And clearly that was a popular idea. At least 32% of the people wanted us to do that. <laughs> All right. So. No, that's just the audience telling us to move on. <laughs> Get on with it. What little audience there is left at this point. Uh, all right. So the the, the copycat throwdown uh, this time around was uh, Scrooge from 1951. Uh, here in the United States, it was released as a Christmas carol. And we are comparing that to The Muppet Christmas Carol uh, from 1992. Uh, now, I personally thought that both of these movies definitely uh, have a unique take on it. Because while this is more or less a remake of the 1937 version, I think... Um, it's still a little bit, uh, it, it kind of set, this was the one that kind of set the standard for how anybody who's ever seen the a Christmas Carol style movie like Scrooged or The Muppet's Christmas Carol uh, or the one from 1981 with George C. Scott. This is kind of the one that sets the standard for anytime you ever see a movie version of Christmas Carol. So, um... And then, of course, you have the Muppet version, which has Michael Caine in it. And uh, I think Jim Henson... Was Jim Henson yes, dead he, by then? He died remember. like As a year a or two years before he, that. Okay. That's also why... 
That's right. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say I thought it was like 1990 that he passed away. His son, and, you know, yeah. and 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 as Dennis Leary once said, I think Jim Henson said it best when he said, "Does anybody have an aspirin? I think I have a cold." Um, these two different movies, though, while they tell the same story in pretty much the same way, there's clearly a difference here, and the difference is the Muppets now. I loved the Muppets. I grew up with the Muppets. I was a big fan of the Muppet movie. And when Tim and I talked about uh, Muppets Most Wanted, I enjoyed it more than Tim did. But I still thought that, you know, it it had slipped a little bit, but it was there. This particular movie, this the Muppet version, while it has all the fun, zany stuff in it, for me... It's just, it still stands in my mind as too stark of a contrast where you can tell that they're all funny sounding Muppets. It, it's not Kermit's voice, it's, it's, it's a different Kermit. Well, it really bothers because me. somebody died. So, yeah. I'm telling you, uh, you know, this is, yeah. So, um, I appreciate the zaniness of the movie and everything. And, and I know that my kids, they love the Muppet Christmas Carol because they don't know any better. <laughs> Um, and but and, and all in all, I mean, as as a family friendly entertainment, it is good. I mean, I I would have to definitely say that if you know for family entertainment, that's definitely good. But for me, I still fall on the fifty one version, uh, the, the the Scrooge. I think it's just the the performances are really good. Um, Alistair Sim is absolutely uh, phenomenal. And to me, he just completely embodies the Scrooge, um, as anyone would ever come to know. And I think that you get that look. As a matter of fact, if you even look at the way Michael Caine's character is dressed and the hairstyle uh, that he has, it's very, for me, very similar to Alistair Sims' portrayal and look of that character. So... For me, I land on the 1951 version of Scrooge over The Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, but The Muppet Christmas Carol is still a nice family-friendly movie as well. So, Tim, what do you think, sir? Where, where did you land on this one? I, I landed with uh, on Scrooge from 1951. Now, you see, The Muppet Christmas Carol will always, you know, it, it, it's always a favorite holiday movie, uh, more so whenever I was a kid than watching it now. Um, but I realized all the things I liked as a kid, watching it on the VHS copy that you know I was used to watching it on, it's not included in the uh, current Netflix version. And then I also found out it wasn't included when the movie was released the- uh, theatrically back in 1992. And what I really liked about the movie is that there's a song when the Ghost of Christmas Past has uh, takes Scrooge Ebenezer Scrooge to you know to I, I guess the-, the town he was from. And he's watching himself basically turn down the love of his life. You know, the entire time he's trying, or she wants to get married to him, but he keeps saying, oh, no, 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 we're, you know, I want to wait till my business is booming and I'm making enough money. But she was saying, well, you know, I, I, we don't need money. I can love you now for, you know, what you are, what we are. And, you know, let's, you know, be happy with, you know, I, I'm happy with being poor, but no, Ebenezer Scrooge is not happy being poor. He wants money, he wants power, and he wants to be a dick. And that leads into a song called When Love Is Gone. And normally, in the version I'm used to, 
when they break up, they split apart, and she's walking through this very lovely forest, you know, pretty snow, you know, is on the ground, and the trees are all dead, and the sky is blue and pink and orange, and it's just really beautiful to look at, and she's singing this, and she's singing this lovely little uh, slow ballad of heartbreak and heart bleeding, and it's entitled When Love is Gone, and I always really liked that uh, as a kid, because to me that added a, a, another level of, of emotional depth to the film, which you don't really get with a lot of kids' movies or uh, or Disney movies at that time, or excuse me, or I mean Muppet movies at that time. And came to find out that uh, the head of uh, the theatrical production, Jeffrey Katzenberg of Walt Disney Studios, axed the song because he felt that uh, that the that the kids wouldn't well, I, get it. <clears throat> I hear that but, it was uh, apparently it didn't went with the flow. Apparently that slowed that moment too much down. That this was the reason why they cut the song out. At least that's what I read in multiple articles. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And and you know I can definitely see that, but uh, but to me, man, it it added to it. And I guess it's also just depends on you know how how you look at a at a dumb <laughs> goofy kids movie uh, like this. But to me, you know, to me, that's what kind of made the movie was that was that little hint of. Of, of of nuance or, or that or that bit of nuance within that performance, and it really showed how n- not evil Ebenezer Scrooge is, but exactly where he fucked up, and that was with not you know staying with his with his girl. Um, but other than that, I think what really does the movie for me, or do, does in the movie, is is the is the score. The great Paul Williams did the music. He did uh, he wrote Rainbow Connection for. The original Muppet movie, but he's also the powerhouse behind some of the greatest songs, rock and roll songs of the 60s and 70s and early 80s. And he also did the movie uh, Phantom of the Paradise from the 70s, which is absolutely fantastic. He was not only in it, but he also did the music for it. And so this movie, this movie has some fantastic songs, and that's you know that's why I, I really like this version. But that is not a good reason to say that this is my favorite version of of uh, A Christmas Carol, because music should not make up a great story, and or it should not be the sole basis of a great story. And that is why I fall onto the 1951 version of Scrooge, because to me, Christmas Carol is a dark story. It is a sad story, yet there is retribution at the end of the film, or at the end of the story. And with that, you have to make a movie that is equal parts dark, depressing, and sad, with humor uh throughout it once you find out the humor is uh is, go- is going against Ebenezer Scrooge and once he finally realizes it it's then kind of kind of sad and the 1951 version of Scrooge definitely it, it, it balanced out all those different themes uh, uh, uh yeah uh, had a great balance of all those themes and it executed them quite nicely and that's what I really like to see, especially in a story like this, where in 1951 they weren't afraid to be cheeky, they weren't afraid to be, you know, scary or sad or depressing and, you know, filled with, you know, some kind of emotion. And it, it felt pretty authentic. So I go for 1951's Scrooge. Wow. All right. Well, that, that was quite a monologue, <clears throat> so we have by the, the way. Uh, consensus. That, was, that was quite a monologue. Lots of words. words. <laughs> words, words, words. So you have so so the consensus from the SLS cast is Scrooge. Now, what about uh, we are not yeah. here to please you? Dead. 
I'm sure you guys are at least passing, have a passing familiarity with these movies. So, what, you know, I, where, what do you guys think I about I like Muppets. Muppets are funny. Who? Who thinks that Muppets <laughs> are funny? I mean, Muppets aren't funny at, at fucking all. I mean, Scrooge them. <laughs> yes, I went there again. Uh, okay. No, but for me, you know what bugs me? You know Kermit and Miss Piggy having the kids. Wait, what? What? What fucks you? Bugs. 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 The person that you want. Bugs. Did we already oh, ruined you so much <coughs> uh, in the course of that recording that you just expect the dirty <laughs> words? It might either be the Skype connection or I his magical so. powers of pronunciation. That I know, I'm very good at that. I'm like just a ninja there. No, but what bugged me was, you know, like, they have a kid, yeah? They have lots of kids. Why aren't they fucking weird hybrids? They fucking missed a chance. Some frog pig creatures. And it, by the way, Tiny Tim could have been way more believable if it's just like a fucking experiment gone wrong. You know, just limping there. An Island of yes. Dr. Maru experience. Wouldn't that have been way better? I mean, Kane kind of made it up, but otherwise... I care not at all for the Muppets version, I have to say. I never cared for the Muppets in general, never thought they were funny. I can appreciate the art form, but ugh, otherwise they never done it for me. And I have like zero recollection of the, well, the older version of Scrooge. I opt for the, well, Scrooge with, well, Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> that Actually, is I like a great that one version. Too. The cartoon, the Disney cartoon. Yeah, and Mickey Mouse yeah. is Bob Cratchit. It's my favorite. So yeah, okay. <laughs> this is our this is this is our yeah, so insightful I'm trying to say. inputs into oh. this whole. Hey, by the way, he makes a good Mickey in the background. Let's see. <laughs> You're going to be visited by three ghosts. Ha-ha. I'm surprised you didn't do your Kermit, Matt. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Kermit, you know. Hello there. Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> I don't know. What, did, what? You know, Give me a line from the fucking movie. I don't know. Can you do well, Kermit going up to Sex Something Mountain? Something eating, eating out and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. Kermit the Frog here for Sesame Street News. We're outside of Sex Mountain eating bacon. And smelling like ham. Fingers smell like <laughs> ham. <clears throat> I heard that's what uh, I heard that's what Kermit the Frog's yes. fingers smell like. Ham, ham. Mm. I don't understand yeah. why. Why do they we- smell like ham? <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain this to me? Uh, he was making I'm confused. Because <laughs> he was making oh. a sandwich. He was making it. He was making an orgy sandwich with Gonzo. Yeah. <laughs> he had to really pack it in there. Oh, that's so wrong on so oh, many levels. <laughs> See, people wonder why Gonzo's nose is so long, cylindrical, and bent at the end. <laughs> and he likes to blow trumpets. That's also something you have to bear in mind. Okay, shall we move on? He hey, that's to... the first time I said that in the history of our show. <laughs> 
right. Well, I guess that leaves us with the last segment for this, a less cast portion of this crossover, which is, of course, the movies. <sighs> no applause this time. So I guess the 32% of people who wanted us to do the previous segment did not want us to go here. And they were a bit oh, late. They, they, they just took the smoking break. <laughs> Sorry. I guess... <laughs> Yeah. 32 percent uh, of people were slow. All right, so the movies that we had to, uh, that we were covering for the for the show are uh, Ida, which is a foreign film from 2013. I don't know that one. Uh, yeah, the one I love, uh, which is a romantic dramedy film, and then Blue Ruin. Um, uh, again, also from 2013, a uh, thriller film there. So, Tim, as, okay, as per short, usual, short where would you like to start? How did you found no. that movie? Because I never hear that movie titles. Uh, Tim, Tim is our uh, locator oh, okay, of film. Okay, he has a big, most part. you know, corks, you know, wall, and he just hangs up movie titles and throws blindly darts or. Tim I, Tim likes to culture me, I think is what it is, and so he finds these movies and and tests my metal with them. And I like to see if Matt's paying attention, so I throw in some Lars von Ooh, Trier movies yeah. in there every once in a while. Because yeah. we know Matt loves Lars von Trier. That's right. But after all those wonderful sentiments he shared at the last uh, thing for Nymphomaniac. I don't think we're going to have to worry about any more Lost Frontier movies for a while. Well, you never know. Michael Bay is still doing stuff. This is true, but Michael Bay didn't go around saying, I can understand what it's like to be a Nazi. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess it should keep him away from the microphones. Yeah, I, I assume so, yeah. <laughs> or maybe he just hasn't uh, yeah. tried That's okay. <laughs> Matt, are your diabetes kicking in? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Time for a little bit more of the uh, hangover relief. No, no, I'm. Uh, All right, it was not no, the... Never see, mind. Yeah, do do go on. Never, <laughs> never mind this babbling idiot. Yes. Yeah. Blue ruin. All right, so Blue Tim, where do, where do you want to go, sir? Where, where do you Blue ruin. Blue, Blue ruin. ruin. Yeah. All right. I, I really liked the script. I really liked it. Okay. So what Harrison Ford said, <laughs> I really like it. it no, really good. he said yeah, it was but, the best thing he'd he ever read. he talked about the best thing one or read. two at that point. He couldn't have said it for that movie, too. He said he really liked it on that one. No, he said, he said I really liked... Blade, Blade Runner 2 was the best script I ever read, ah, as well okay. as Blue All right. that Ah, so somebody delivered the incomplete quote. See, there's a dot, it, dot, dot. It's actually... See, that, that's where we got you. See, it's actually called Blade Runner 2, <laughs> Blue Ruin. Damn it. Colon. There's the colon in there. <laughs> there's it's a colon, colon filled with shit, but there's a colon in there. All right. Not so, Blue Ruin... <laughs> that's right you can't blue ruin anybody either unless you're on the mountain what the hell is going show. on in that show move on continue please what would be <laughs> the, the sexual doctor. act of the blue ruin how, how would you explain that to a nun <laughs> hey baby kids kids do the they blue would be ruin performing the blue ruin <laughs> <laughs> that explains why you never get late yeah. Arthur. we're gonna have blue ruin that voice right protests. there yeah well <laughs> was, that was awesome. 
All right, so Blue Ruin, uh, despite being all the other things we just said it was, is also a 2013 American thriller film. Uh, it's directed by Jeremy Solonier. Um This is a movie about vengeance. It's thriller and uh, a little bit of, um, I guess, not. And, and in the process of vengeance, it's also kind of coming to terms with the things that happen in your life and why you end up being where you are. And we follow the story of a uh, vagrant by the name of Dwight. And he decides to uh, execute some vengeance on someone who had killed his dad, right? Or parents, both parents, right, Tim? Both parents? Killed both of his parents, right? Mm, Yeah. Yes. They talk about his father the most. Maybe... He didn't like his mother. And... <laughs> Maybe she had too much blue ruin. I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, so it's so it's his parents. He and he goes after and, and kills the guy who who killed his parents. Now, uh, unlike Bruce Wayne, uh, it turns out that the guy who killed Dwight's parents is rich, instead of you know the other way around. And <clears throat> there was uh, a lot of. Uh, goings on in the family back there, but he decides to to kill the kid who killed his parents. And then, when he confronts his sister with this information, uh, and the sister seems more or less okay with it, he's like, "Hey, you would have found this out on the news. How do you not already know that it was on the news?" And she's like, "No, I've never. There's been nothing." Which means he knows now. The family's coming after him, so now it's vengeance for vengeance. You see, because it never stops. Someone has to have the last word. And then the movie kind of carries on from there until it comes to its, uh, what I thought was actually a very clever conclusion. And this is a movie that for me, I thought was really smartly shot and definitely had an interesting way. I thought that the director uh, really presented the story and and showed how the characters would develop in a very unique way given the limited situation that they're in it's not just a tale about as simple as you know oh you killed my parents i'm gonna kill you and oh you killed my kid i'm gonna kill you there's definitely more to this story and it plays out very very well i thought that the acting overall was pretty good and that um, the single-mindedness of Dwight kind of, kind of drags by the end of the movie. It's kind of you know pulling it down, but they still keep it very inventive by allowing the story to have some twists and turns that really salvage that single-mindedness that single-mindedness that you get out of Dwight. So for me, this movie, I really really liked it. I'm giving it four stars. So four out of five. Liked it. Or really really liked it, and I definitely recommend it. Tim. Yeah, I think this was a pretty good... I thought this was a pretty good movie. Um, I, I, I'm tired of these revenge flicks. You know, you have your Takens, your Taken 2s, your Taken 3s. And uh, there's just too too much of that shit going on around Hollywood, around my around my neighborhood. And it, it just gets fucking repetitive and fucking annoying. But with saying that, here comes a movie that is... Here comes along a movie that's stripped down... Um, and it takes, uh, it finds another another route to take on these revenge, vengeance uh, type of type of flick. 
And again, it's stripped down and it has minimal storytelling to it. So it's not trying to be a high concept. They're not going to reveal like a big crazy boss at the end of it who's, you know, it's all about illegal gambling and drug smuggling and, oh, the father, you know, nothing like that. And the movie is definitely more human than all these other revenge movies. Even Rage, the great Nicolas Cage movie that we <laughs> reviewed last week, which was so bad, it was fucking bad. There was no nothing funny about it. Uh, this one is very different, but most importantly, it is very good. However, to me, I didn't quite like it as much as Matt. Um, the character of Dwight, the lead character, Dwight, wasn't as... Inter- not. I, I'm not saying has to be entertaining, but I didn't care too much about him or what he was he was fighting. What I really liked about the movie was the storytelling in general and how they went about telling that story. And so I give this one 3.75 out of 5. So just just a little, just a scotch less than Matt. Okay, awesome, awesome. Uh, well, let's see here. So the next one up we have left, well, we have the one I love and Ida. So where do you want to go from here, sir? Let's bring a little culture to the show and go with Ida. All right, so we're going to go with uh, the uh, Heritage film since two of our hosts our host like people have heritage through this this is the polish danish drama film ida and while it's a polish danish drama film it's directed by a polish british person named paul paul okay say that two times no five times quickly come on Powell Palakowski, Powell Palakowski, Powell Palakowski, Powell Palakowski. That was four times, so you failed to math. Okay. Powell Palakowski. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right, so this is a movie um, about uh, an, an, a young nun. Okay, you have my interest right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Yes, this takes place in 1960s Poland. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, yeah. So this is 1960s Poland. You've got a young nun. Uh, she's basically, you know, getting ready. She's she's down with becoming a nun. Okay, and doing you're the whole not helping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and can so, you say that in a very sexy yeah. voice, Matt? I, yeah, yeah, repeat that thing. In this. she's a young nun, ready to do the nun thing getting in and stop being a novice to become a pro nun. <laughs> oh, I want to see that movie now. On her journey to Sex Mountain. <laughs> in a world where novice nuns become pros. Um, the, yeah, so basically her prioress, uh, set, you know, the mother superior or whatever, uh, she's like, look, Anna, we're really happy that you want to be a nun, but you need to go out into the world. You got to talk to your family um, and and basically make sure that this is really what you want to do. You're about to kind of sever your ties with your old family and kind of come into the new family. You're going to be a bride of Christ, as it were. So she does. She, so she goes. She she goes to see her uh, basically a, a, her drunk aunt, her alcoholic aunt. Um, and this, this person is actually involved with Stalinist Russia at this point. She's a judge and decides to drop a bomb on Anna. She says, did you know that you're Jewish? 
And she's all says, say what, Maha? And they decide that they need to go and uh, find the resting place of her parents. And so this, and the, and basically the rest of the movie is kind of, uh, is basically just kind of a character study. That both of these characters, um, Ida, uh, otherwise known as Anna, and Wanda, the the drunk aunt from the Stalinist regime, uh, are both supposed to be dynamic characters, and they both are supposed to come to these realizations and uh, show how life is going to change for both of them and what's going to happen because of this secret that is that's given to Anna. Now, uh, this movie looks amazing in terms of the the shot style the cameras the cinematography wonderful wonderful and it's a very very simple story and it's kind of one of those setups where you have a movie that is great despite it being a simple story it's the simple story that makes it such a wonderful film this one the story's just a little too simple even for as short as the movie is. Now, the movie is not even an hour and a half long, but I really think that this one should have been roughly an hour. It's, it's, it's literally about 20 minutes too long. Um, the acting is fine. Everything else with the movie is fine. It's just the movie itself is very slow. And because of that, it really brings the rating down. For me, um, it was just a little bit better than okay, so I give it 2.75. And there you go. I'm sorry, I was still asleep from when I watched this movie last night. <laughs> so so I'm sorry, guys, you two may not want to see this movie after all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's actually a very good movie, but it's, like what Matt said, it doesn't have enough meat, uh, even for its 80-minute runtime. However, with saying that this film uh, was honored at the Polish Film Academy as the best film of 2013, and it also won in three different categories, uh, this movie, when I first heard about it, I heard that it was recognized uh, and, uh, and, and did really well at the 2013 Toronto International Film Festival. Um, it is nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Foreign Film, and uh, this movie definitely deserves... Uh, a lot of accolades for its cinematography because this movie drew me in by its cinematography. Every picture, every shot, every frame of this film is like a painting. You know, everything is even off center. Like if you you have a you have the character, you have you have Ida, you know the nun, the nun in training. Uh, Nobody is never really in the center of the frame. You know, sometimes you just barely see the tops of their heads. But then you're looking at, like, this vast wall, this vast white wall. I mean, everything's in black and white, so everything, I guess, is either black and white. But you have this vast wall behind, uh, you know, covered with lights, you know, to look at. And, like, with a great painting, your focus is pulled, you know, into different directions all over the screen. And that's what I really liked about this movie. But yet, despite the movie having a very interesting premise, gorgeous uh, cinematography, there's not enough meat even for an 80-minute, 80 85-minute film. So, um, Matt, what did you say? What did you rate this movie? 2.75. 2.75. Um, I liked it uh, more than that. I give this one 3.5 out of 5. Well, probably 3.25 or 3.5. It's really hard for me to... But what, uh, but what we learned... Probably, 
probably 3.25. What we learned is that you definitely prefer more meat on your movies. That you like them a bit more yeah. full. <laughs> yes. Uh, on, 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 on his Polish novice nuns, who turn out to be Jewish, he definitely yeah. likes a little bit more meat. Yeah. That's why I don't like Schindler's List. There's not enough meat. <laughs> wow. I know. Was that bad? I mean, I love Schindler's List. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> and in the not touching that with a 10-foot pole department. I'm not going to touch that with a stolen dick. <laughs> On a 10-foot Oh, yeah, pole. let's combine that All one. All right. <clears throat> of course. That's, that, that's uh, part that of the sounds part. like All a right, so the last intimate. movie... Not to touch things <laughs> with. <laughs> Why the hell is there a cut-off penis on a ten-foot pole poking me right now? Stop it! Stop! Oh, hey there, R two. How you doing? All right. Uh, hey, yes. How are you doing? <laughs> why, why? Why does your cut-off penis on a ten-foot pole sound like <laughs> Mister Hanky? Um, good question. Uh. <laughs> uh, all right, so the last but not least, the one I love, 2014 American romantic dramedy film. Uh, directed by Charlie McDowell and starring Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss. Uh, this is a movie about love, loss, reconciliation, and weird shit happening. Um... There's also a great performance, personally, I thought, great performance in here by Ted Danson. Um, I don't really know what to say about this movie. Uh, I, it's For me, it's weird, but it's good. The acting is good. I just think the situation... They, they Okay, this is a married couple who kind of are like... All right, this we're, we're last ditch effort, and they kind of end up on this like retreat kind of thing, and then weird shit happens on the retreat. So I don't want to say too much else without kind of spoiling anything, but I don't know. I felt the movie, the story is seems rather mundane, but then turns into this kind of weird conglomeration of different types of film with a very interesting outcome. But it's just weird. But I found that it was weird in a good way. The the acting's good. Uh, I really like the way that the director took the story. The writing, um, better than average, but not spectacular. But the story overall carries itself. So I like this movie. Three stars. Three stars. So I don't really have much else to say about it. It's weird, but check it out. Three stars for me. Tim. Yeah, this is a movie where you know it starts off a, a couple not getting along, and they, they're trying to find a way to salvage their marriage. So, of course, they go and see a shrink, and then the shrink says, okay, well, you know, I, I, all these other couples, they go to this, um, this retreat, you know, where, where the couple lives or stays at this house for a long weekend, and uh, every couple I send there, says Ted Danson, uh, they, they come back renewed, and they come back happy and more in love than when they, you know, first fell in love. And, yeah, it sounds great to the couple, and they go there, and... Uh, little by little, things start to happen, and it's nothing scary, it's nothing bad, but it's something quite very, it's simply simply handled, uh, and it, it's just, to me, I thought it was very ingenious. Though the movie does have uh, have some faults, especially with 
the like character development and some writing and you know, to me I thought the humor could have had a little bit more of an umph to it. There could have been a little bit more umph uh, behind the humor. There you go. Um, I thought the story played out beautifully. I thought what was funny. I thought the complexity as well as the surprises, the story element surprises that happens uh, close to maybe about midway to the to the to the tail end of the movie. Um, it that that created a whole bunch of excitement within me, which I don't get a lot. Uh, especially with a lot of these, a lot of indie movies. Uh, there's only been a few movies like that that I've seen this year where I was genuinely excited while watching it. Like I was, in like really, it was like a roller coaster. You know that that same kind of feeling of the endorphins are pumping, and you know you're just so happy that that a movie can produce that. You know within with you know while, while you're just sitting with there watching it. With all the pain, you know? and yeah. <laughs> 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 We, it's the we sign bring from the quality R2 that made that on, on this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's what I, I really like about the movie, though it does have some faults. So I give this one four out of five. Well, there you go. So not not bad. Uh, overall, I mean, our averages for this week's uh, were three stars for Ida, three and a half stars for The One I Love, four stars for Blue Ruin. So... We need to stop agreeing. I know. What the I'm shit? Gonna put some more... We might actually need to get a goddamn Lars von Trier movie just to break the monotony of this. Oh, I have a good Which one. Which one? I was kidding. Anyway. <clears throat> Antichrist. Hmm. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Actually, I haven't seen that one either, but... All right. G- given, given the, yeah. the run of his movies, I think Matt will surely love it. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh my gosh. All right, well, we have, uh, for us, we don't have any movies for next week uh, or the week after because those are going to be our recap of 2014 and what we're looking forward to for 2015 for the next couple episodes. But I do know this is still a crossover episode. So So clearly, stop talking, guys. (laughs) Or maybe we jump on in here. More like it. I mean, who gives a shit what you are saying? <laughs> you know what is important? The people. Yes. The people are important. Yes, yes. And yes. that brings us to our little game that we are so far only played twice. So yeah. that's not the third time for the people have spoken. A game. Still keeping on the topic of movies, though. Yeah. yeah. So the Rotten Tomato Meter, but from the point of the audience. Tomatometer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the the scientific name for it. Of course it is. Yeah, but most people go with like the critic choice of the percentage. We say like no. Screw the professional people. What do the people like? And well, we know yeah, that because the the majority obviously is going to be more right than a single person. Of course. Yes. And we are a democracy after all. <laughs> and because the season of the holidays is upon us. I thought, what kind of genre would fit better than movies set in the future? Because we all have been at like Christmas dinners, holidays, celebrations where you feel like, Ugh, if I could just go either in the future or go back in time and not be right now here. Right. Are you guys still there? Oh, good, okay. good. <laughs> feel free to jump in in this moment. Yeah, but, yeah, the point is, like, well, we all have been at these celebrations, and 
I thought I didn't just want to make another Christmas movie list. How did somebody like Home Alone and <laughs> you know like I personally like that one a lot, but <laughs> not the second one. That one was too silly. Not realistic <laughs> at all. Unlike the third one. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That, let's not go there. Wait. There was a third one. Yeah, and there, there's a fourth one. There's a fifth one, and, and that's a reason that one. you don't know wait, it. Wait. No, there's not. There's only two. There's only two. Two what? There's only two no. Home Alones. No. Shut well, <laughs> your whore mouths. There are only two Home Alones. Uh. No, there's a reason why you don't know it, because... Okay, let's just... Okay, let's all lie to him. There are only two. Otherwise, he might check them out, and it might seriously scar him. So, let's just lie to him. Hey, there are yeah. only two. <laughs> we were just kidding, buddy. I've already been poked with a... I've already been poked with a dick on a 10-foot pole today. I don't need to know about more <laughs> yeah. than one Home Alone. Or two Home Alones. All right, so... Anyway, so the roots are simple. We name the movie. Everybody writes down the percentage, and then we kind of well tell the percentage and who's closest get a point. You also get to well justify your percentage. Okay, gonna get my handy dandy little. Nope. If you want to call your, your, your handy dandy righty downy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's as good as like walking. Is yeah. that the technical mm-hmm. term, Artsy? Is that the technical? Yes, yes. Okay, it's as smart as the dude came up for the for you, the name of the walkie-talkie. I walkie and talkie. <laughs> but seriously, come on, you also need your drawy liney. So yeah, <laughs> a simple righty downy won't do it. I see. So it was your dad that invented the walkie-talkie then, right? Is that, or, yeah, Friends in the family. Gotcha. Okay, the first movie <clears throat> is Glockwork Orange. I know it's not set in the future from our time, but it at that time it was like, wait, 72, and it was set in 95. So in this moment, it was set in the future. And I think I don't... Okay. Yeah, I think they got no. it right. Did I? Well, then... Because he can see I own <laughs> No, no, I was saying I think I think Kubrick yeah. got it right. <laughs> Fine if you don't want to give me an Hey, I got an idea. How about you guys talk yeah. over each other a little bit? <laughs> okay, like how about now we all write our number down? So so now we guess what other people have thought of this movie. That's basically the name of this game. So, are you guys have something written down? Yes. I have something written down. Yes. Now we mail it to you and <laughs> and oh. wait for you to get it. And then you can open it up. That and sounds like a brilliant it. idea. Okay. I'm going to start. <clears throat> I gave it a 91. People loved it. I mean, it was pretty out there. It was pretty... Freaky. I don't. I don't know how to describe that movie. Besides, I fucking love it so much. I've seen it a million times, and it's it's on my list on as Hollywood uh, ha- Halloween costume for the last four years. One of these days, I gonna do it. I just gonna need to rewatch the movie around twenty times in English. 
because I grew up with the dubbed version and I know all the quotes only in German. Man, singing in the rain must be like. No, the song was in English, but. But the general oh, movie okay. quote. The old in and out game. <laughs> All right, well, R2, what, um, what, what's your score, man? I, I, I guessed 78 because. As we know, people are dumb mostly, so they won't get it. But it's an amazing movie. I know it, but people don't. People suck. Yeah. And blow. So you're... <laughs> and this is the, this is the segment yeah, all about the people, right? <laughs> it's why we are so kind. <laughs> it's, not, it's not as much, you know, <laughs> judging movies as it is judging other people. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Indeed. All right, Tim, what's your score? Uh, I give it a 76, only because uh, it's it's a very controversial movie, and I think a lot of people will give it a bad rating, or too many people will give it a bad rating due to its controversy. And see, I'm I am with you. I actually, and I took it a step. I took a big step further. I have it. Uh, I put it as a 63, percent um, and I think it's because of. The fact that while it is an excellently directed movie and definitely as controversial as you, uh, as it is rightfully claimed to be, it's still a phenomenal fl- flick. <clears throat> but I take into account people like Gene Kelly, who held it against uh, in uh, uh, the McDowell uh, that he sang "Singing in the Rain." in such a terrible scene. So people people like globbed onto certain things and really didn't like the movie for certain things of that. So I say 63%. Okay, and now we wait for a magical okay. to to martometer to actually function and yes. ding 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 and it's Ninety-three percent. Wait, who choose the can ninety-one? Ha! Right, that was me. The second movie for this fine round is *Equilibrium* from two thousand two, directed by Kurt Wimmer, starring Christian Bale and Sean Bean, who dies. <laughs> Obviously. Spoiler. Obviously, you don't want to spoil Obviously. that for anybody. <laughs> That's. I think that comes with like 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 on his IMDb page yes. or whatever. Sean Bean and yada 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 dot dot dot, and he dies. Right. Yeah. What the hell? Hard to tell that one. Okay, I have my one written down, Arthur. You have your number? Oh uh, yeah. What's your number? I'm not gonna say it right now. Have you? Are you all done writing? Right. Yeah. So yes. Arthur. So I'm guessing 82. Oh, I said 81. <laughs> okay, uh, Matt. 74. Tim. 65. Fuck you! That movie was amazing. It was a great no future future movie. 
It's how I like to title that genre. <laughs> you mean futury futury? No futury future. Watch it's it's a futury watchy. <laughs> Writing downy. <laughs> Underliney. <laughs> Move oh. movie picture. Yeah. Oh dear, that doesn't work. <laughs> anyway. So. No, but I personally enjoyed it. The, just the depiction of justice, like the future is so fucked. Emotions. Uh, everybody gets just fucking drugged. Otherwise, the whole fucking the whole fucking system doesn't work. You know. Right. Did you guys like the movie? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool movie. I mean, it, this came out what year? Uh, a couple years after 2001. So just a few after years after <clears throat> The Matrix. So I am I am completely guessing I have not seen this movie. Um, you haven't? You what the fuck? You should you should definitely watch it. And the only reason how I saw it was from a tip from a friend because it apparently it did so poorly at the box office because it was mismarketed. That it even that it didn't even make it to the German market, so it didn't got even released theatrical outside of the US, as far as I wow. know. So I just stumbled over it by accident. It's really a good sci-fi flick. Yeah, and the funny thing is that <clears throat> the movie does better or is is better well received in the in in Europe than over here. Well, you want to hear the people score for it. And also, you yeah, want to tell Arthur that he can go fuck himself because <clears throat> it's eighty-two percent. He hit it on the head. <laughs> I was eighty-one. I was one fucking number. But again, like that movie, like you said, it might be better perceived by people over in Europe because the critics score thirty-eight percent. And what oh, I don't wow. get because it's a good damn sci-fi flick. Yeah. Wow. Yes, that's, that's quite the difference right there. That's why this time I wanted to mention it. Ugh. I do have to kind of agree because I'm also looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now and the critics' consensus bit reads Equilibrium is a reheated mishmash of other sci fi movies. No, it fucking In wasn't. In a way, yeah. No, it wasn't. Yes, it, it was. wasn't. Come on. It was fucking badass. I'm not saying it wasn't badass, but it was kind of like, let's put that in and let's pick that piece from there and uh, just slam them all together. And then it's going to be great because it has all these great bits in it. So it's got lightsabers Basically. and phasers? And a mountain. Well, close enough. Outstanding. <laughs> Okay, the next movie is I don't know if we ever I don't know if you ever heard of that movie. I'm not quite sure. It's called Blade Runner. I know oh. you might be not familiar with Oh, it. never heard of that. Yeah. You know, I heard that there's a sequel to that called Blue <laughs> I want I wonder I wonder <laughs> if he thinks it's a good script, you know. <laughs> well we we will never know. <laughs> Probably not. Okay, let's let's write down the numbers. Oh, that's that's a hard one. 
And now I'm gonna write my number down. Keep your hands to yourself, sir. <laughs> yes, I could. You played right into that <laughs> one. Thank you, sir. Okay, are you all done writing down? <coughs> okay, oh, yeah. Arthur, are you done? Right, I, I want to lead off. Can yeah. I lead off on this one? Ninety-six. Uh, not sixty-nine. I am confident that there's a reason this movie, uh, like, has been around and bred all of this wonderful uh, cult viewership over the years and has maintained such a strong semblance of being able to get this far and this and at this date and then get a sequel going is because the audience has always well, loved this movie so I am definitely saying well with my worries 96. I took it a bit lower with 87 for the simple reason of well you know over the time some things might seem outdated and some people maybe don't see it as much with the nostalgic glasses. So I kind of just take a few percentage lower. I would put it myself onto a 95, 96. But I'm just counting in for, well, the time passing by. But that movie was beautiful. Otto? I went with 93. I'm being optimistic. Tim? Yeah, I'm going to go with 92 because this is definitely one of those. This is one of the cultist, cultiest cult the classics. The cultiest cult that ever cultist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and all it's, you know, has a great following to it. And this was a movie that kicked off that really cool futuristic look that a lot of movies had. A lot of sci-fi movies By had way, following it. So yeah. I, I, I would I think it would be By pretty way, high. It had a really great PC game that had like what nine or ten different endings depending on how you react at certain point parts in the game. Yeah, but the the best ending was the <clears throat> was the ending you're supposed to get by Which doing one? it the right way. Oh my god. My my father in law at the time uh bought that game and i was like really like Blade five games or and something so, like that it was yeah yeah and i mean just when and uh i kind of followed his progress through the game and then when we sat down i still remember the end of the game to this day i mean this was 1997 mm-hmm. so which ending it, yeah the the ending where, where well i mean i don't want to okay tell me later like, tell me later like, want to go and try because it. i've seen like okay five all right i'll tell you i'll tell you after Okay, so let's wait. Let's just quickly put it up and come on. I already clicked it here, so it's ninety-one percent. Oh wow! It's like ten. Well, it's it's an R two and Tim thing because the R two has ninety-three. Tim has (laughs) ninety-two. No wait, ninety-one. Oh, Tim got it. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought I read it just wrong. <laughs> when I read it out loud, I mean, realized, I well, you're the a fucking retard. Shut the, the fuck up. Different? I fucked in that second. Very fucking great. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <clears throat> Sweet Jesus. Okay, in the next edition, we're going to go back to the future. And you can't talk about back to the future without thinking of the third installment <laughs> of Back to the Future. <laughs> uh, we How are... clever of you, sir. That was the <sighs> best of all three. 
Not. <laughs> okay, let's write that uh, one down. Yeah. Uh, come on, I had to put something a bit more different. Yes, I can't go yes, back yes, to yes, the yes, future yes, one. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're, we're, we're actually trying to guess the audience score yes. for Back to the Future Part 3. Okay. Alright. Back to the future. You have your number, Otto? Three. Yes. Is it written down? Um, Damon, Matt? All right, I wrote. Okay, I got it. I wrote it down. Wrote it down. Yeah, yeah. So who wants set. to go first? Revealing the number. Go yeah. ahead, Tim. You haven't gone first yet. You should go first. Okay, so the movie is not as popular as the first two, but yet I thought Back to the Future Three is still. I mean, for for it being the worst of the three, it is still a good movie. Uh, I think personally. And I think with all the all the all the showings of Back to the Future on at, at least in America, TNT was a popular network that um, that it would, it would be shown on all the time. Uh, they would always show the first one, second one, and the third one, all of them thrown together. And so I think because of that, I think people uh, in America, especially, are used to watching all three of them at the same time. Uh, I would think that the the rating for the third one would be. Not as high as the first one, not as high as the second one, but I think it would still be pretty high. So I'm going to go with uh, a 74, 75. I'll, I'll go with 74. Okay. Oh, are you looking at me? Yes, Arthur. Uh, well, it is the third and hopefully final part of the series. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, it wasn't that great. So I've got to guess sixty-three. Matt. Well, I am gonna <clears throat> go with Tim on this one, but a little bit higher than Tim. Um, I, I do. I agree with Tim. Back to the Future, the third one is the weakest of the trilogy. But I definitely know that people still enjoy the movie overall. And R2, if it is any consolation to you, there will never ever be a Back to the Future anything else because the writers got it put into their contracts um, that no other sequels, remakes, reboots, anything can be made without their... Well, anything without Michael J. Fox and would they, be a pretty shaky idea anyway. Right, but and they said no. We we made a trilogy. It's <laughs> I heard what you did there. <laughs> oh wait, shaky. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> so eighty-one percent. Well, I think I definitely apparently liked it the least of us four, because I gave it a whopping twenty-seven percent. That well, was after I scratched the one off and gave it a two after I wrote seventeen down. But what if someone goes back in time and plays some weird hijinks with the writers and they never sign that contract or they kind of rewrite it in a different way and then they end up making a sequel? Well, this, is a, this is a real fear I have. Theoretically, we wouldn't know. I have difficulty sleeping at night. We, we wouldn't know. <laughs> well, for whatever it's worth, I mean, if no one ever... If no one from the future comes and appears and tries to stop you, how bad of an idea can it really be? 
Uh, Right, if they have time travel, then, yeah, things will cancel each other out. uh, Okay. Wait, wasn't it... Who threw the... I will never be born. Wasn't it Stephen Hawking that wanted... uh, No, that threw a time travelers party? Like two days uh, in the past after... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right, Yeah. yeah. He invited... Yeah. He, he he set something up so that it would uh, people from the future could come oh, to it or whatever. Little fun fact: He made kind of a joke of like he thinks he should be a Bond villain, that it would fit with his speech pattern in the weird chair. Like, <laughs> hello, Mister Bond. <laughs> so they would like to see that. Okay, but the result is seventy-eight percent. That means. We have Matt for a point. Yay! Oh. I got a point. I'm not doing that well. Okay. Well, I mean, you you had to know that 27 was not anywhere um, close. Uh, you, I mean, you might be... You, 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 you forgot that it was the people you have spoken. You might be surprised. Not, you know, not the you Raphael might be surprised. Spoken. I've looked a couple of movies up over the last couple of months where I was kind of like, oh, should I watch that one again or not? And was just curious. And some movies I was so surprised about the result. And I was honestly really bored by that installment. Okay, but so how many do we have? That in, one in and one more. All right. So this one is one of my personal favorites. The Running Man from 1987, uh, directed by Paul <laughs> Michael Glaser. One of the greatest movies ever. So who goes first? Uh, wait, first writing down, I would say it gets... Uh... Yes, that looks like a good number for that. Looks round, looks sexy. <laughs> yep, can do with that. Okay, R2, what is your favorite number for that installment? Uh, I'm going to go 80% plus a hockey stick. I like that plus hockey stick. (laughs) He actually wrote it down. Yeah, because (laughs) if the score should be 81, Hmm. we would be tied. You would get the point because you added the hockey stick. Okay. You know, like you would have the advantage. Right, right, right. So just to be fair. So it's important. Yeah. So, Matt. I am going with 70%. While I personally enjoyed the movie, um, I I don't know that anyone other than testosterone-fueled males from the 80s... Oh, thank you for that compliment. ...really say they liked it. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) We can sauna later. It's, It's fine. If you're ever in Finland, um, we can arrange a thing. Okay, before he goes deeper to that one, Tim. I'm going to go with 65%. Because of the... Come on, it was a... Men like it. But it was a really great prediction of reality TV before reality TV existed. That's true. It actually really is, and I think I think that movie doesn't get enough notice because of that. Because it does really. I actually rewatched that, uh, like I don't know, maybe like four or five months ago, and I was kind of like blown away by <laughs> by what all they 
Yeah. Crazy shit. I just like that uh, the guy from Family Feud was on it, Richard Dawson. Dawson I think Dawson. Dawson. Uh, yeah, I know the host of, yeah. of the original Family Feud. But because uh, he was kissing way, you had all to the women, be creepy as fuck the, to be that host because we had the German version of it. The German host did the same kind of creepy, being a bit way too touchy with the females. Kind of, I think that was a requirement for the job. <laughs> and then in America in the 90s, we had Louis Anderson, and he couldn't really <laughs> pull that creepy, touchy thing off without really becoming molesty. <laughs> creepy, tusty, testy, <laughs> molesty, righty. I think we are really having our own, own language going on tonight. We, we should uh-huh. write our own children's yes. book. Mm-hmm. Creepy, touchy, molesty. I bet it would, sir. Maybe. <clears throat> no, he <laughs> means no, he. Yeah. Creepy, touchy, and molesty went to the market. Okay. Um. <laughs> and the, dude, Archie, you have the perfect voice for that, man. I swear to God. Okay, we're going to have to come up with a creepy kid story like that and Arthur reads it. Yeah, I can, I can write an audio book. Great. Yes. You know, just just like it's just you sound so pleasant when you say like you know a clockwork orange, a children's tale. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. I am kind of unemployed at the moment, so maybe this is my big break. So you want to break awesome. free? We predicted the future here. Okay, All right. but um. the audience score is sixty-one percent. So right. that point goes to Tim. Tim yeah. By the way, one of the nice. rare occasions, apparently, again, like that the audience and the critic score are identical. Wow, equal scores. Wow. I think that's the underrated score for that movie. It's way better as that score transfers, if you ask me. Is that your favorite Arnold movie? How did you know? <laughs> See, I always <laughs> thought it was Jingle All the Way. Oh, come on. There's only one. <laughs> now, I don't know. I Commando, obviously. No, I really have to say, for me, it's Running Man, because it was just so flashy. And oh, I don't mean on. flashy because of the tight oh, suits, I... but... Total Commando. recall, man. The way, the way he handles no, that total log recall. in the very beginning, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's agree there are a lot of good Arnold movies. Yes. Well, not really, but you know what we mean. I'm not actually saying Commando. Don't quote me on that. Okay, last and final one <laughs> before we go totally Commando here. Uh-huh. It's Starship Troopers from 1997, made by Paul Verhoeven. Mm. Mm. That that has a sweet spot in my heart. Mm. I bet it's because of the shower scene, isn't it? Isn't it admitted? No, because my friend had pay-per-view and we watched it there and they got... And there was the shower shower scene. At that time we were more (laughs) interested in hats that were apart than boobs. We were like nine or something. 
Yeah, this was definitely one of those movies where uh, I, I like I was pretty. I was I think in elementary school when this movie first came out, and my I'm dad sorry. rented it, <laughs> and he woke me up early one morning and said, "Dude, you um, have to watch have, this movie." Your father is not a good parent. You should have called child services. You were not supposed to see that movie. <laughs> well, I can at least bra- blame my wow. friend's parents because he they gave them the code for the pay-per-view thing for the adult movies, and we got to see it that way. But bless your dad for that uh, one. All I know is that I'm sitting here old. You you guys are talking about being nine and getting doing all this stuff and being with your friends and just, Good God, I was 20 years well, old. And that's why you have to deal with yacht apes and I'm we don't. I'm old. I am 37 years old. Holy okay, Christ. Arthur, that's your terrible. score. I guess that the people enjoyed it for 79% worth. Mm-hmm. Tim? I enjoyed it. I think a lot of guys enjoyed the movie for the most part. Uh, so I'm going to say 75 75 and Matt. Uh, I I think that uh, people enjoyed the showers a little bit more than uh, than they're letting on. I'm going to say 83%. Come on, just punch in there. Yeah, just fighting with my tablet. It was 83? Yes. Yes, 83. So is that what you, is that what <laughs> yeah. your kids call it? Yes, yes, yes. That's how we... <laughs> Young kids call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, that's a shocker. 69. You didn't give your score, I guess. Oh, 82 was my score, so. Very fitting, yeah. 69. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Another point for Tim, I think. Looks like we all missed the boat Tim, on that Tim one. Tim brought it home. Uh, yeah. He kind of got quite. How many points does, does he have? Lots of he ones. At least there's three. one. Three. And then there's. More ones. Two and three and four and six points altogether for Tim. I'm at, well, what do you know? Six points as well. Rafa, you're at five. And Matt, sadly, you're at three points. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. I agree. That, okay, but you know that who. That sucks. But you know who won the game now? It's clearly Arthur because he had. 80 plus the hockey stick. <laughs> the hockey stick comes <laughs> now into effect. <laughs> I mean, that how is, can you that's argue the, with that? That's the edge I have. It's not a dick on a stick, but, you know, close enough. <laughs> wow. Who would have known that actually the hockey stick needs to come into play? Oh. The people on the mountain, the doctor on the mountain would know. <laughs> he did not see that coming. Oh, God. Is it time to go now? <laughs> it certainly is. Oh, my God. I think it is. What oh, if the doctor God. on the mountain was Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> doing the running man. <laughs> he's going to run away yeah. from the STDs. That's the only running he's going to do. Well, you don't know. He stopped and made, so. <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He did some serious yeah. stooping with the maid. <sighs> All right. Okay. Well, I think oh, that is yes. it. So um, I don't know. Typically, about this time in our show, we're doing we're doing we have a spiel. So I don't. Should we do our spiel or should we? Should y'all do a spiel? Should we try and do the spiel simultaneously? Like on the mountain. 
<laughs> Spiel me. Okay, how about you go first, and then then let's see what happens. Otto likes. Okay, to let's watch. see what. All right. Uh-huh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm curious. Okay, Tim. Tim, are, <laughs> you, are, are you ready? Are you ready for the spiel? Spiel on. All right. Well. Uh, the music from the SLS cast side that you've been listening to will have been more than likely brought to us by our music partners, Cries of Solace. And you can check them out at ReverbNation.com and Facebook.com, both slash Cries of Solace. As for our part of the crossover, well, we're still the SLS cast. And you can find us at SLSCast.com. You can also send us an email to the show at SLSCast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at the SLSCast. You can follow me, Matt, on Twitter at nitwit one two three four. Five. You can follow the yellow brick road of the wonderful superhighway that is the internet and try and find Tim with the SLS cast and follow him on Twitter if you want. And, of course, you can always subscribe to us on iTunes and or favorite us on Stitcher Radio. But until next time, this is Matt saying that thanks to George Carlin, I get to say this. The main reason Santa is so jolly is because he knows where all the bad girls live. And this is Tim saying... Talk to you next week, where we will be live from Sex Mountain. And okay, from okay. our part, I have to say, Matt should consider to pre-record that part because I was seriously worried that he might pass out. He didn't breathe. He gave a lot of information. <laughs> I was for a moment very concerned. But you can find our stuff at we are not here to please you blogspot.fi on Twitter at WNHTPY. But basically, yeah. go just to our blog because there are all the information. I'm it's too lazy. There. It's all there. It's all fucking there. Like, you know, just go there. Make a bit of effort, yeah? If not, go scooch yourself. <clears throat> On Sex Mountain. Quite. All right. I I think we found a show title. <laughs> scooch yourself? <laughs> yes. On, On Sex, Sex Mountain. Mountain. Brilliant. Okay. Um... Uh, All right, we're hitting the space bar on our end. We're clear. Thanks again for listening to the SLS Cast with your hosts, Matt and Tim. Remember that you can find us at slscast.com, at the SLS Cast for Twitter, also on Facebook, and you can always subscribe on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.